0: Especially over the past year, artificial intelligence is transforming jobs and revolutionizing entire industries. But when it comes to the construction industry,
1: AI has had a relatively slow start. For me, it's uh, quite an experience right now seeing what AI is and how it can contribute to our old-fashioned industry. Emma Wutlund, Innovation Lead at Skanska. We have a great possibility of moving fast now. And the company that builds the strongest partnerships and creates a good collaboration with customers and the value chain in the society are the ones that are going to be successful. It might have taken some time, but AI
0: is now starting to make a difference. And the industry better prepare for some really big changes, says Mehdi Norbach, CEO at Yegatech.
2: This is like a marathon without ending. And if you're not running, you're late because a lot of your competitors are learning and running and you need to catch up.
0: You're listening to Shaping Sustainable Places, a Skanska podcast about the built environment, the construction and project development industry and their impact on the places we live. In this episode, we will explore how artificial intelligence is helping the construction industry right now to become more efficient while reducing its environmental and climate impact. I'm Madeline Jo Ricci. In my lifetime, I've seen two demonstrations of technology that struck me as revolutionary. The first time was when I used a personal computer for the first time in 1991. (laughs) The second big surprise came just last year when an IT scholar friend of mine created and introduced me to my digital twin, a Madeline avatar who spoke South Korean fluently. And even though I knew that it was an AI, the fact that the technology had caught on so quickly was even a little bit daunting. Now, artificial intelligence is already sparking tremendous change across society unleashing innovation and creativity on a wide scale. Some experts predict that AI and digitalization will transform the development and construction industry over the next 10 years, potentially more than any other technology in the past 100 years. That sounds exciting. But what's happening right now? How can AI and data help the industry to improve efficiency and reduce its environmental and climate impact today? Today's first guest is Emma Wilklund, Innovation Lead at Skanska. Emma, that really is a fascinating job title. What do you actually do as Innovation Lead?
1: I do a lot of different things, of course, Uh, mainly working with the business units. We have 12 business units, trying to find the great examples out there, help them to get them in a system in an efficient way, make them scale, make them happen in more than one project, share the knowledge, and also receive knowledge from others. So I do connect a lot of people during the days. Today, it's mainly about the focus on the sustainability target, of course, and also to reach that and at the same time be uh, financial uh, sustainable too.
0: But when it comes to the construction industry, AI has had a relatively slow start. How and why has the industry been so slow to catch on?
1: I would say that the industry is slow, both from a productivity perspective and also from adopting to new technologies. And my perspective is that it's because the construction industry is decentralized. It's project-oriented, it's local business. And this makes everything so slow and captured in silos, you could say. It's low margins, and uh, that itself is not... Uh, driving investments in new technologies or for like long-term targets. It's always about the project and the project itself. And if the client wants something more, they get something more, but it stays in that project. So I would say that the decentralization is not helping us to be more efficient if we cannot share the knowledge and scale it uh, faster than we do today.
0: Would you say that some of your colleagues elsewhere share your views
1: on this? Yeah, they do. They do. And it's the same. It's not only for Skanska, of course. This is uh, for the full industry, that it's very local and decentralized uh, and project-oriented. Could you give us
0: an example where AI is making a tangible difference today? So
1: helping with efficiency or project delivery, for example. Yes, Today, AI is used in some parts of our industry and some parts of our company, of course. One example is that we can use AI today to find unsafe behavior on our work sites, for example. So you can have cameras looking around and AI helps spotting this is not safe, gives you an alert and you can act on that. That's very good. We also have other systems where AI helps us. Like uh, in our recruitment tools, for example, we have this robotics helping out with processes. We also have uh, language models helping us like Skanska Sidekick. That's like a known chat GPT that we have uh, today for everyone to use. And this is, of course, great, but it doesn't make a huge difference if you're looking at our targets, what we want to achieve in the future.
0: And Emma, the climate target for Skanska, would you like to elaborate on that?
1: Yes, we have uh, the 2030 target with uh, reducing our own emissions scope 1 and 2 by 70% and scope 3 by 50%. And then we have the 2045 uh, target, uh, which is net zero 2045.
0: So I'd like to talk about how you believe that AI could help the industry or already might be helping the industry in reducing its environmental and climate impact. Um, during construction or even the operational phase, for example?
1: One of the obstacles that we have today is that for using AI in an efficient way, you need a lot of data. And the data needs to be standardized, and and you need to have access to the data. And when you have access to the data, the insights that you get are the important thing. So data itself is not so much value. It's when you can use the data that you create value. So for reaching the climate targets, we really need to understand how we can collect standardized data in efficient ways and automize processes so we can learn from this data faster. And from that insights we can make decisions. So if we integrate data capture and standardization in our tools, we need to understand that construction industry is a very very old industry and Skanska as a company is an old company. And we, of course, have a lot of old systems with heavy investments in. So you could say that we have so many different tools capturing data and giving us insights today. So we struggle a bit with getting all these systems to talk to each other. We have great people at Skanska. I would say that Skanska is... We are our people. And if we can have AI building on the knowledge our skilled people have, uh, then we can really understand what to do to reach the targets. So we have, we have seen that today in our planning tools, if we use efficient planning tools or, on our projects, we can reduce time, for example, with up to 20%. That impacts the cost of the project And it impacts the sustainability performance, of course. It's more sustainable to use less resources and build faster. So if we can do this with our skilled people today reducing 20%, what would happen if we added AI on top of that? Building on the knowledge that we already have within our people and taking that to the next generation.
0: What is happening right now to manage these obstacles, to even get past them?
1: We're working a lot with the data management and how to uh, set up a system within Skanska that we uh, use and collect and learn from the data over time and which partners do we need in different uh, parts of the value chain here. Uh, So we're working on different parts of uh, our projects and systems. So we can take smart buildings, for example, Uh, Where we have a long value chain, we develop projects, we build projects, and we also have investment properties where we keep on owning projects. And this is a typical example where we can work with continuous improvement, learning from the data over time. So we're trying to set up systems for making this flow of data in a standardized way uh, be trustful and give us insights over time. Uh, That is one way. Uh, we're also working with data from a civil perspective, learning how to use uh, machines more efficient, learning how, how we can uh, extract data from the machinery, combine it with the data that we have in our planning tools and try to figure out how we can build this in a better, smarter and more carbon-efficient way. And it's all about the insights and the people working together. It's not AI standalone. It cannot be. And it's not the people only that we have be, have had in the past. It's like the new combination that is going to make us successful. Do you see it happening anytime soon? Yeah, definitely. It happens now in the projects. We have a lot of projects into implementing these types of planning tools, these type of tools supporting with understanding of the impact you have both from an efficiency perspective and a climate perspective. Uh, So a lot of the good things is happening right now in the projects. It sounds incredibly exciting. Thank you. Thank you.
0: We're going to continue exploring ways AI is already being deployed and moving the needle. And we want to ask our next guest how uptake of this technology can be accelerated. Mehdi Norbach is the CEO at Yegatech and has also written the book Augmented, how architecture, engineering, and construction leaders leverage data and artificial intelligence to build a sustainable future. Mehdi, welcome to the show.
2: Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here today.
0: Lovely. Now, we've been discussing how the construction industry has been seen as slow in catching on to AI so far. And what do you say will it take to accelerate the implementation of AI in the industry?
2: I think that um, the first one is education and learning about AI, learning about the capabilities of these tools and solution and figuring out how should we prepare our data uh, for this. And uh, figuring out how we can create a to- solution internally. And by creating a solution, I don't mean you create the software and tools that you sell it, but no, using platforms like Microsoft and being internal tools that people can use in the in the company and internally. So this is more internal around education and and uh, finding what you can do, creating a strategy around it. Another way of looking at it is uh, you know external forces, uh, regulations and governments and client demands. And as we uh, have more demands from the client, we get to a point that some of the companies can do. they need to do more, they need to do it with less, they need to build sustainably. And you get to a point where clients will demand more and more, and there will be more and more regulations. And the companies that figured it out, how they can use data and how they can use the technology to achieve that, will be the one that will be able to do it. But the companies that can't figure it out will left behind.
0: Metti, before the interview... You mentioned an example of how one company was able to speed up its processes dramatically, saving time and money. Could you recount that for our listeners, please?
2: Absolutely. There was a company called Um Connextech is a, a structural design, uh, fabrication, and construction company. They have a unique connections uh, called kit of parts for structural steel, And uh, they do everything, prefabrication, they ship it to the side, and they can easily build structural uh, systems. And compared to the conventional steel, uh, they can, what it used to take, you know, three months with the conventional steel, uh, they can do it in one or two weeks on the side. So they're very fast, they're very efficient. The biggest challenge that the CEO of the company had was that they're spending a lot of money on bidding projects and pursuing projects. And had, that had a lot of inefficiencies for the company. The CEO of ConnectStack, Jills, uh, asked how we can use AI to expedite that. How we can use AI to increase our sales without increasing our, our head count, without increasing our. You know, expenses associated with hiring people. So, we developed an AI solution for them. And uh, using that AI solution, what used to take, you know, four to six weeks for their structural engineers to come up with a design and a strategy for the construction, now they could do it in two or three days. And that brought a tremendous value for the company. What Jill told in the end was that. Now, instead of us trying to do all the design and everything, I I can put this AI tool in the hand of, of our owners or building owners or clients so that they can compare if they work with ConnectStack, this is how much value they get. This is how much it will be cheaper, better, faster. And this way, we don't have to do all the you know, bidding and convincing ourselves, our clients will see the value and they call us and they want to work with us. So it completely shifted the paradigm of, uh, you know, designing and estimating and bidding and putting that into the hand of their clients.
0: That's a wonderful example. Thank you very much for that. Now, sticking with specific examples, could we turn to how you could see AI helping the industry reduce its impact and that of the built environment?
2: Yeah, so... A lot of our clients uh, today, what they want is they want things to be done better, faster, and, and cheaper in a more sustainable way. And this is an example, the, like the ConnectSec example was an example of how you can add that value to the client. And, th- you know, th- just a call out for all the executives in the industry, and that is a lot of your competitors are now, by investing in AI, are able to do things better, faster, cheaper, and in in a more sustainable way. And this is how they they're might be taking some of your repeat clients and adding that to their portfolio. Another example I can give is that uh, during my PhD at Georgia Tech, um, I For my dissertation, I created a AI solution that could quickly tell the building owners uh, what are the right material for the buildings. And what historically, you know, a a architectural company uh, had to spend maybe four months to come up with one or two building material, for the structure at least, and uh, the client wanted to do more they wanted to figure out which one is would be better cheaper which one is more sustainable and Using the AI technology, now you will be able to answer all of these questions and add a lot more value to the client. And you can build things faster, better, and cheaper, and at the same time doing it in a more sustainable way. And that's the value that uh, clients are looking for. But not all the companies uh, today can Offer that.
0: Would you say that that we might be at the start of a new industrial revolution, even within construction and project development?
2: Absolutely. If you think about where we are with all these generative AI and chat GPT, uh, think about, you know, we are at the tip of the iceberg and we don't see a lot of it today. Think about Yahoo Search uh, 20, 25 years ago. Uh, think about how bad it was. Uh, so I would say the chat GPT today is the worst GPT that you will get in the history of humanity. And yet it is a lot more capable. The biggest challenge in our industry is that um, the AI technology is there. The, is finally is mature and is a lot more capable. The biggest challenge for the AEC executives is that how should you bring your people along? What are the processes in in your organization that you need to change so that you can get the most value out of this technology? How can you make the people that are fearful in your organization, how you change their emotion to be more excited? Um, Because if you don't do all of this foundational work. If you don't do it and if you just skip it, um, you're not going to get the most value out of AI. And this is like a marathon without ending. And if you're not running, you're late uh, because a lot of our, your competitors are learning and running and you need to catch up.
0: Okay, so crystal ball time, Matty. Any predictions for, for what the industry might look like 10 to 15 years into the future?
2: I'll say that uh, because of, you know, where we are with the AI technology today. Um, right now, we, ha- we have AI technology that can write codes, software codes. Um, 20, 25 years ago, I used to teach uh, how to code with uh, with Visual Basic uh, inside Excel, and that was the thing you know back then. A few weeks ago, I I had a Excel challenge and I wanted to write the code, but I couldn't remember anything. And so I went to ChatGPT and said, "This is what I want to do. Write me a code in Excel that I can do that." So ChatGPT gave me 20 lines of code that with Maybe 15 minutes modification, I got it to work. And and what it used to take me eight hours now could be done in 15 minutes. And the point is now we have a technology that could write codes can can write itself. In addition to this, um, what I f- predict uh, will happen is that. Um, A lot of big tech companies, if you look at the big tech, like uh, Amazon and Walmart, they're looking into, okay, what's the next industry we want to go? And uh, healthcare was one industry that they chose and they spent billions of dollars going into into this market. Um, What may happen in the future that uh, they say, what is the next industry that we can go to? And uh, they come and try to uh, disrupt the industry. And uh, at that point, it will be a very uh, difficult and challenging uh, moment for a lot of uh, our companies in our industry. What I also like to kind of reverse that, uh, because nobody can predict the future. What I want to say is that when, as the executives of the company, when you're thinking about your future strategy, uh, you got to think about what won't change in the future. Um I think what won't change in the future is that uh clients want things better, faster, cheaper in a more sustainable way. And this won't change. You can uh I don't think that 10 years from now clients will say, "Hey, can you build this building or design it in a more expensive way?" And If you want to really create a strategy and put your money in, got to think about how you can do all of this at the same time. And AI is a technology that can help you achieve that. AI can help you to look at all the data that you had in the past, come up with a better design and better plan for the project, and help your client make better decisions. And uh, it's one of the only technologies that you can do things in a better way, faster way, in a more sustainable way and in in a cheaper way. And you get rewarded for that from your clients. And so I encourage all the AEC executives who are listening to this to have a serious Thought around how to create an AI strategy for your company. Stop being reacting to what is out there and start being proactive. And think about how AI can give your company a market differentiation, help your client do things better, faster, cheaper in a more sustainable way, and how it can help your augment your capabilities and bring tremendous value to your company and to the industry.
0: Mehdi Norbaks, thanks so much. Uh, The AI spring, basically, ahead. Thank you.
2: Thanks for having me.
0: In this episode, we've talked about how AI now is beginning to make a difference in the construction industry. Reducing working time and lowering costs are only two tangible benefits of AI already today. Emma Wilklund emphasizes the importance of working together with AI in order to be successful. Mehdi Norbach speaks of education and preparation of data as pivotal. Both Emma and Mehdi discussed some of the ways AI can both help collate and structure data and help make decisions that can reduce environmental impact. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe so you don't miss out in the future. If you have any thoughts about this episode or ideas for new ones to come, don't hesitate to reach out to podcast at Skanska.com. We'd love to hear from you. This is a podcast from Skanska, a leading property development and construction group. To find out more about how we and others are creating healthy, resilient communities and spaces, visit us at foresight.skanska.com. I'm Madeline Joseph-Ulricci, Thank you for joining us as we explore Shaping Sustainable Places.